Beauty for ashes. 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 podcast i am your host shayna salome or otherwise known as beautiful peace and i am a testament that god can take your life and turn it around with just one yes join me as we tackle the real expose the enemy and apply pressure god wants to give you beauty for ashes and today we are talking about relationship goals (laughs) not the relationship of this world but y'all we talking about the relationship with God himself, you know. We're talking about the most important relationship that you can ever have, all right? I mean, there is so much going on in the world right now. And seriously, y'all, with everything that's happening in this nation, probably within your country, within the state, within the city you're in even, This is not the time to not be connected to God, okay? This is not the time. So we're really going to focus on relationship with God today. Um, There is such a big press, right? We be panini pressed (laughs) to be in a relationship with everybody but God our Father. Wow, right? And so... We're really going to just dissect what relationship is, right? So as I'm sitting here, first of all, let me just be real with (laughs) y'all. The result of having a relationship with God is at times he tells you to move and do things that you would not have thought he would have you do, okay? Take this podcast, for example, right? Um, But in a relationship with God, it's going to require you to trust him, and it's going to require you to be obedient to what it is that he's asking you to do, right? And so just to give y'all a little play-by-play, God told me 30 days ago to leave my job, right? And this is my main form of income, like, let me tell y'all, but... I have full faith and trust that God will provide. And, you know, that comes with knowing who God is. When we know who God is, okay, okay, nobody can tell you different, all right? The things that uh, don't necessarily make sense for how this world works, it is what it is, right? Because my God said what he said, all right? So um, just wanting to, I guess, forewarn you, (laughs) That in a relationship with God, sometimes he's going to ask you to do some things that are going to require you to have faith, all right? And this week has been something else. Literally my last week of work, y'all, I kid you not, so much was going on. It was so chaotic. And I'm just like, God, what is happening? Like, you told me to leave. Like, why is everybody getting on my nerves? <laughs> you know, like, I just did not understand why I was dealing with what I was dealing with. I mean, I had people coming out the woodworks, uh, people catching attitudes with me, just all types of craziness. Um, but you know what? I was like, no, the enemy is not going to win. We're going to get through this week, right? Because God is calling me into a new season, okay? And I was confident in that because of my relationship with God, right? So a lot of times we hear people talk about relationship versus religion. Relationship versus religion. How many of us will watch a verses about that, okay? I mean, because it's a, it's a hot topic, People always want to be like, oh, relationship, relationship, not religion. But I mean, if we being real, sometimes it's just an excuse to still not have a relationship with God. Like, oh, no, I'm not for religion. I'm all about relationship. Yet you have not talked to God since when? 
When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you thanked him? When was the last time you praised him? Okay, let's stop using these little words and sayings and things and not live by it. Okay, so I went into, y'all know how I do, I started researching, looking up the word, looking up definitions, and we started looking up relationship, right? And the definition that stood out to me was the state of being connected, okay? A lot of us are saying relationship versus religion, and we're not even connected to God our Father. God is like, I don't even know who that is. Like, what would she mean relationship with me? Okay, um, so we are connected to God by his son, Jesus. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. That is clear, plain and simple. Okay, if we needed the definition of make it plain, we could post that scripture right there because it is very clear that our way to God, the the reason why we even are able to have a relationship with God, to even be connected to God is because of Jesus, because of Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus said, I'm going to say it again, okay? He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, okay? So all this new age spirituality, okay? Did you go through Jesus for that? Mm, you didn't? Okay. So <laughs> it is not It is not a relationship with God, okay? It's not. All these other religions out here, um, did you go through Jesus? No. All these people that want to believe in parts of the Bible but don't even want to believe that Jesus is Lord? Mm, okay. <laughs> Look. You want to be connected, but you won't even acknowledge Jesus, okay? Um, so another definition, all right, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance because God was dropping this on me, and I'm like, and if the, the thing is, y'all, this uh, episode was supposed to be out last week, right? Because I'm like, oh, episodes every Wednesday. And to be honest, I was a little discouraged because my week was so chaotic that it was like, I could not produce this episode. I'm like, what is going on, God? And so, you know, God told me that Shana, this week, the week after, so the week we're, we're in currently, this week is the week for you to get things in order, to schedule, to plan, and also get this episode out, right? So I had to literally, and thank God for um, friends who give you wise counsel and who also intercede on your behalf, because a, uh, a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, she she interceded on my behalf, y'all. She spoke to God on behalf of me. And you know, God was like, I'm gonna need you to fast. All right, this episode has to get out. And when I tell y'all, it, it literally, literally. So I'm not really apologizing. I just want y'all to know, like, if you feel a certain type of way about this <laughs> episode and what it said, don't take it up with me, take it up with God. Okay. All right. So the way in which two or more groups regard and behave toward each other is the second definition that I got um, about relationship, right? So let me say that one more time. The way in which two or more groups regard and behave toward each other. What is your relationship like with God? Speaking back again to the relationship versus religion movement. You say you got a relationship with God, but how do you behave towards him? You know, how do you regard God's word? What is your relationship like to God? Is he your father? Do you see him as your father? Do you see him as your creator? Do you see him as your provider? Do you see him as your savior? Is he your first love? These are the questions we have to ask ourselves because it's one thing to say that we're in a relationship and then behave like we're not in a relationship, okay? Let's talk about uh, when we're in physical relationships, right? And we can't stand when we're with somebody and they act like they're not in a relationship. How, why are you doing all that? You might as well not be in a relationship then. Same goes here, right? How you claim in the name of God, the name of Jesus, but you double-minded, huh? You got one foot in, one foot out. Hmm? Why be in a relationship with him? Why be in a relationship with God if you are not going to behave like you are in one? Mm, okay. First John 3, 1 and 3. And this is from the message version. I'm sorry, y'all, throughout, I may not always have which version it is, but 
Um, this is the message version. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. Mm. Can I get an amen? Like, whoever is listening right now, can I just get an amen? Because, like, what? First of all, it tells us here in 1 John that we're called children of God, okay? So, automatically, God is our father. We're his children. And then the scripture further goes on to say, that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously, all right? Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. This also brings to light that the world does not know who God is. The world does not have a relationship with God. The Bible says that we are to be in the, we are in the world, right? But we are not of the world. There is a distinction between the people who have a relationship with God and the people who don't. Okay. Let's stop blurring those lines. All right. Hebrews 11 and six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Okay? Faith. Again, it's impossible to please God without faith. And that's just letting us know that within that relationship with God, faith is a requirement. That's something that you need to have, right? And then it also lets us know that if we draw near to God, right, that means that we believe that he exists, first of all, right? And he will reward those who seek him. Did you know that you was in a relationship that gave you rewards? Okay, let me tell you, I'm here for that. I am here for that, okay? And then John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, okay? You can do nothing apart from God, all right? That is that connection. We need to be connected to God, right? He is the vine and we're the branches. We are connected to him. We are branching out from him. So if you are claiming that you are a branch of God, right? Then your fruit, the, the fruit you bear should be good fruit, okay? The fruit that you bear should be good fruit, all right. And that's a good indicator when people are talking about, oh, yeah, relationship versus religion. Oh, I'm in a relationship with God. Yeah. Forget religion because I'm all about the relationship. Well, I want you I want to challenge you today to look at their fruit. What does this person produce that is out here proclaiming the Lord God? OK, and I want you to be wise and be able to discern when it comes to folks. I can I have to be honest, there's been so many times where I fell for the okie doke <laughs> when a guy was like, yeah, you know, I believe in God, you know, God, God, God. And then literally his fruit was the opposite. But I'm like, well, he go to church. <laughs> I mean, he play for the church. Mm -mm, sis, no. Okay. Um, so again, how do you behave or regard God? All right. How do you, what are your actions like towards God, right? We always talk about how, oh, love is an action, you know, but do you apply that same thought process in your relationship with God? Hebrews 12 and 28 says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. So we should be in awe of God, right? We should reverence him. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is the name above all names. You know, he is absolutely amazing. He is the beginning and the end, alpha and omega. We have to realize who it is that we're in a relationship with. And then this scripture is caused to us offering him acceptable worship, okay? And I'm not going to get too much into that today, but if you go back to uh, episode three, where we talk about being worthy and, you know, what our worthiness is to God, um, one of the things, one of the things that's acceptable worship is keeping our bodies holy and as temples, okay? And so I just wanted to throw that in there um, in that moment. But your behavior towards God should be of reverence. It should be of worship, all right? It should be of honor and praise because of his glory. Um, so 
with that being said, <laughs> we talk about how love and being in a relationship is an action, right? We have to show it. Um, so my question for you is, how do you express your love to God? Well, first of all, may I just recommend <laughs> that we keep his commandments, okay? Let's keep God's commandments. You know, that for one can show like, yo, God, you know what? I really love and I cherish and I honor what it is that you ask of me. And you know how I do that? By showing you that I want to keep your word. Um, and then as I was sitting here, you know, studying and God was giving me this episode, y'all, y'all know we've been talking about love languages, right? And that's a big thing. You got the book about love languages. You got all the different blogs about it. People talking about it. Uh, you share the the uh, quiz. I know when I was in a relationship, I shared the quiz like, oh, uh, take this quiz so we can see what our love languages is so we could know how to love each other better. Well, why don't we do that with God? Why don't we, you know, find out what God's love languages is? And why don't we um, utilize our love languages is towards God. So the if you don't know, if you never heard of um, the, I think it's five, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five love languages. Um, they are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. I think my personal ones, I mean, I'm not about to go through the whole list, but I do know words of affirmation is important to me. Um, that's like probably one of my top <laughs> two. Uh, but I was just, you know, sitting here and I'm thinking like, you know what? My love language, one of my top love languages is words of affirmation, right? But do I do that to God? I mean, his word tells me how he feels about me, but do I tell him how I feel about him? So this is how love languages show up when we're in a relationship with God. First of all, with words of affirmation, we have to tell God how good he is, how much we love him, you know, how amazing he is, honor, honor him, you know, glorify him, praise him, worship him. These are words of affirmation. These are things that are pleasing to God. Um, quality time, reading your word, all right? And that is something that I am trying to um, really instill into my schedule, making sure that I am taking the time to spend quality time with God because one of the best ways to find out who God is, right, is through reading his word. You get to know him and you get to know the things that are not of him so that you don't sin against him, that you're not prone to sin against him. You know what I'm saying? So um, quality time is reading your word, getting to know who God is, okay? Receiving gifts, all right? So this is how uh, I believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me, um, was that we God receives gifts through our tithe and offering. And who? That's a little touchy subject, right? Because so many people have been hurt by the church, which we're going to we're going to get into that. But so many people have been hurt by the church that they uh, don't want to give tithe or offering any longer. And what I will say for anybody who feels that way, uh, take it to God, take it to God's feet. Be honest with God. Like I said in previous episode, God's God wants to be a part of every single detail. So even within your doubts, your uh, discouragement, you know, your skepticism, God wants to hear it. Tell him, God, you know what? I went to a church and the pastor stole our money. And so now I don't want to tithe no more. And talk to him about it. And I guarantee you that if you seek him, he will answer you and give you a revelation, confirmation, understanding, wisdom, whatever it is that you need. Um, so receiving gifts is by giving God our tithe and offering. Um, acts of service, acts of service, giving to the poor. There is plenty of times in the Bible where um, God instructs us to give to the poor, right? And so I believe that that is a act of service. That is a way of showing our love languages to God within our relationship with God. Lastly, physical touch, right? So, I mean, it's not like you're literally standing in front of God and you like can poke him, right? <laughs> but skin to skin worship, 
is what the Holy Spirit gave me was an example of physical touch. Um, for those who do not know what skin to skin worship is, the way that um, it has been described to me is like legit worship where you're pouring out to God. Um, a lot of times you may have a worship song on and you're letting that meditate. Um, at some point you might end up being just silent and just basking in God's presence, just letting him hold you, if you will. Um, and you're in a submissive position normally. So laying down, um, maybe on your knees, things of that nature, but really just that intimate worship with God, that intimate time in his presence is what the physical touch is. And, you know, God shows his love to us through these love languages as well. Again, in words of affirmation, God tells us so many times about what he thinks about us. Go back to episode three. Okay. Go back to episode three. <laughs> Go back to episode three. Okay. Because we talk all about how God feels about us. Um, and then quality time, right? You know, reading your word again, that's God's chance, you know, to really just spend time with us and speak to us through his word. Receiving gifts. Well, God gives us gifts and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but he expresses his love to us through gifts as well. Um, acts of service. Um God's, I would say when it comes to acts of service, uh, God's service to us and being who he said he is. Um, you know, a lot of times when I think about acts of service from the human standpoint, just as far as like, if I'm in a relationship and I, you know, one of my love languages is acts of service, it's going to be when you do things for me, when you are thoughtful. Right. And so I believe that, you know, God shows that us that every day, right? He is so thoughtful. You know, if we just allow him to work and move in our lives, then we will see what it is that he's trying to do for us. Let God be God. Let him, um, let him show up in your life. Okay. And so physical touch, skin to skin worship, again, it's just setting that atmosphere, being within God's presence so that he can minister to you. All right. He can minister to you. It's during that time that a lot of those uh, chains are broken, right? A lot of those uh, things of bondage you're being released from. God is healing you from things in these moments. That's his touch on you, okay? So I don't know about y'all, but relationships sound so much better, so much better than religion, <laughs> all right? But we're going to look at religion too, right? It wouldn't be right not to bring that up. So Religion is a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. So first off, religion can become very personal very quick, right? Religion has a lot of humanness in it. Um, we do see it where people take what God said and twist it for their own gain, but God did warn us against false prophets. Um, God did also tell us to test the spirit, meaning when people come to you in the name of the Lord, test the spirit. Be like, God, did you send this person? Did you say this? Like they said, you said it. And when you have that relationship with God, all right, um, you are able to better discern when you come against those type of uh, personal things that come out of religion. Also church hurt. Like I was talking about before, a lot of us have experienced church hurt, right? And you know, my dad, he was always dropping gems. And now that I'm older, I remember them, <laughs> but he used to always say that, uh, God will not disappoint you, but humans will. And that, that's a, that is a reality. Okay. And I think what happens is, a lot of times we go to the church for everything but Jesus. We go to church for everything but God. We go to church for everything but uh, just communing with other people who are in relationship with our father, you know. And then we get caught up and then we get caught up in what the person we were looking to does you know a pastor falls short somebody a missionary falls short some the choir director i don't know anybody <laughs> anybody that you were looking up to instead of looking up to god when you went into those uh church doors 
has disappointed you and now you don't want nothing to do with the church anymore. You know what I'm saying? And really, if we would step outside of that religion and we would step into the relationship with God, people could do things, but then we're going to think about, okay, well, God called me to forgive. Okay. God called me to do this. And, you know, now we have a different perspective um, when it comes to when other people fall short. Uh, we are called to not judge others because how I'm going to judge you when I done did stuff myself, right? Um, so religion also causes a divide. I mean, we could just, <laughs> we could start at all the different parts and denominations that have been created all because one person disagreed about one thing, right? A good example of that is the Protestant going into the Pentecostal movement because the Pentecostal folks was like, oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speaking tongues, speaking tongues, revival, revival, revival. And like people literally started treating people differently because of that. And it caused a divide. And so there's actually a scripture that literally says in Romans 16 and 17, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught avoid them all right so religion causes division at the end of the day i mean we are all what did it say in the beginning we are children of god right we are the body of christ it is it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that there has been so much divide right but that's what happens when you're operating in religion all right, so I had a shirt that said this before, but um, Jesus, Jesus, hey, Jesus too. Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance. Religion sets rules. Jesus sets free, okay? So a lot of times in these religious uh, denominations and these um, practices, there are rules set forth. There is like structure that seems to can't be changed, shifted, or broken. What I think of, because I'm a woman, is... At one point in my life, we went to a Church of God in Christ denomination church. And do y'all know, I was in my big age of middle school <laughs> and potentially high school, but I think it was more so middle school. And we could not wear pants. <laughs> what kind of mess? What does me wearing pants have to do with Jesus? Okay. Um, so religion sets rules, but Jesus sets free. Jesus not telling you. That a hey, look, Shayna, you can't you can't come to me in prayer in the morning unless you got a skirt on. Like we literally have to think about things like this. Like, can you imagine God telling you that? Like, look, okay, <laughs> you had a little bit too much makeup on, so I didn't hear your prayer. Like, <laughs> that's not how it works. So, one of the lies of the enemy, because you know that's what we do here. We expose the enemy. He tries to make people believe that an actual relationship with God will cripple you. You know that, oh, well, if I if I start doing what God says, if I start reading the Bible, I'm be I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that. Like, yeah, you will be convicted, all right? Thank you to the Holy Spirit for that one. Um, but literally, your life will become better. You know, it says, "Whom the Son sets free is truly free." Indeed, okay? Relationship with God sets you free, all right? And so the love of religion is what keeps you from your experience of true freedom in God, okay? You could be going to church every Sunday, all right? You could be going to church every Sunday. You could be on the, the bishop, missionary board. You could be an usher, all right, and still not have a personal relationship with God. And, and that is really, that's really sad, y'all. It's really sad. Like I said, now is not the time to not be connected to God. You know, why do you think? The church don't even look like what we what we saw it as before the pandemic, right? Okay? Because it's not about all of that. It's about your relationship with God. People were forced, forced to literally come to God because we were so used to going into buildings, going into services, making sure that we were on the program in the direct formation that the service was about to go, that we weren't even experiencing God. We weren't even experiencing God's presence. How is that? How is that, right? But the pandemic allowed for folks who, you know, okay, let's see that. You got a relationship with God, let's see, okay? Because God is within us. So I could be in my living room right now, praising, worshiping, 
You know what I'm saying? Holy Spirit ministering to me, all of that, right? Because Jesus sets free, all right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So again, just coming against, we, you know, we, we talked about what the enemy lied about, right? But here's the truth, okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You are wise. You are wise to be in reverence of God, okay? Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction, all right? So that love of a religion, you know, uh, that that whatever is keeping you from wanting to have an intimate relationship with God, okay, you're being a fool. And I'm not trying to be mean, rude, but seriously, like, Seriously, <laughs> who wants to go around through this life being confused, not knowing what's going on? I don't, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't. <laughs> All right. And so then I'm like, okay, God, well, you know, what does the Bible say about religion? Okay. We talked about what the definition was and kind of like how it shows up, but what does the Bible say? Well, I want to call this true religion, okay, and not the genes. <laughs> I'm corny, you already know. But James 1, 26 and 27 says, and I read from the Amplified because I really like the way it went in detail. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, scrupulously observant of the rituals of his faith, and does not control his tongue, but deludes his own heart, this person's religion is worthless feudal, barren, pure and unblemished religion, as it is expressed in outward acts, in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit and look after the fatherless and the widows in their distress and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world, okay? So this is what true religion looks like someone who can control their tongue okay someone who is of service right who visits and looks after the fatherless and the widows right someone who is able to keep oneself from being stained by this world right so walking righteously walking upright some of y'all may have heard it some of y'all may have not but there's a saying and shoot is that a scripture y'all bear with me um we can't just be hearers, but we have to be doers of the word. And essentially, that's what that is. That's what true, true religion is, okay? What's your heart look like? What's your, what's your heart's posture? What you out here doing? Are you set apart? Are you showing that you're set apart? Again, what's your fruit? Do you bear good fruit? Do you bear bad fruit, okay? Uh, true religion is literally being a doer of the word, living righteously, giving all of those things. So I'm not going to really touch on all different types of religions. That's not what God called me to do in this episode. But I do want to bring up two scriptures. First of all, we're going to say this again. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 and 6. So for whoever listened to this, talk about, well, but in this religion, and we look at Jesus and we take from Jesus and I don't want to hear it. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right. Second scripture is from 1 John 5 and 5. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? Okay, we only overcome the world through our salvation in Christ. So let's be clear on a couple of things. Relationship is connection to God. Relationship is reverence for God. Relationship is love language, the use of your love languages to God. Relationship is not division. It is not confusion. It is not selfishness. It is not bondage. You know, maybe you're listening. You're like, Shayna, I don't even, how do I even form a more intimate relationship with God? Like, I don't even know where to start. Well, let me tell y'all about Morgan McHale, okay? Sis is known as the faith coach. She is a Jesus lover, an author, a speaker, and faith-based entrepreneur who helps millennial women walk boldly in their faith. She has an eight-week program, okay? 
don't know if y'all heard about it, but it helps people learn their identity and build their relationship with God. Okay. And I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. It's open for enrollment right now, and there are only three more spots available, okay? So her website will be linked in the show notes, but you'll just go to www.morganmckell.com, all right? So you can sign up for that eight-week program. I can surely attest to her work, okay? God is truly, truly moving through this woman. Um, Coming out of my breakup, y'all, I was, whoo going through it, right? We talked about that in previous episodes. And, you know, I attended one of her uh, webinars and it was absolutely amazing. It was actually really talking about trust and intimacy with God. And I will say that it definitely helped me um, get on the road that I am in the re- in the lane that I am within my relationship with God. You know, I don't think if it wasn't for Morgan and um, other women that God have sent my way, I really don't know how I would have kind of maneuver and made it to this point. God is very, very intentional and he will place the people in your life that will help propel you into purpose. And Morgan is one of those people. All right. And it starts with our relationship with God. You have to have an intimate relationship with God. I mean, it's literally essential. You have to be connected. Um, So, you know, with that being said, you know, I mentioned and I've mentioned this before, <laughs> how God really did place people in my life who are really about him. It's very important that, you know, with relationships that you are in relationship with people who are going after God's heart. So first you want to be in a relationship with God first and foremost. And if you allow God to be the forefront of your life to lead you, direct you, Literally, he will put people in your life that are also going after his heart, that can help keep you accountable, that help sharpen you, that remind you of his word, that will pray for you, that will intercede on your behalf. All of these things is what God wants for you in your relationships. And I mean friendships as well as into um, romantic relationships. And I should say uh, marriages, right? Because he knows who your partner is. Um, So all I got to say is don't be afraid to not have any new friends, okay? Keep your circle tight. Keep your circle to the people that God has said yes to. Like, okay, that's fine. Um, if somebody new comes into your life, ask God for guidance and discernment on who this person is. What do they want? (laughs) Word to my dad again, because he used to always tell me that when people come to you, especially people you ain't never, (laughs) ever met before, you know, you have to ask yourself, what does this person want? You know, and it could be the slightest thing. They could just want conversation, but you have to realize that. There's something behind it and and God will give you that discernment to know, okay, this person that's standing before me, what do they want? (laughs) All right. Um, So I want to encourage all of you to go into a pruning phase of your relationships. All right. So we're here. We have our relationship with God and now we're going to ask God for guidance and discernment with our current circle. Now, let me let y'all know, okay, that. God will start removing some folks and you're going to be looking like, all right, God, I know I asked you to, you know, show me who wasn't for me or, you know, remove these people. But I know you was going to move that person. I know you was going to remove my best friend. I know you was going to remove my boyfriend. And God is just like, Did, didn't you ask me? Let me do, let me do, <laughs> let me do what I do. Okay. Um, so don't be surprised when people begin to fall off. All right. Don't be surprised when, you know, people don't, something I'm going through right now, right? Some people no longer recognize me. And I'm not saying, oh, they saw my face and like, Shayna, is that you? (laughs) No, I mean, like literally, you know, the process of giving your life to God and being in relationship with God, being in his word, um, it is literally allowing God to renew your mind. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Y'all, I'm going to just throw out there that I love when God brings scriptures to my remembrance, like when I don't have to double check. <laughs> that that be feeling so good, okay? Relationship goes, relationship goes, God bringing scripture to my memory, relationship goes. Okay, let me stop. But for real though, like the renewing of your mind often requires you to leave people behind or the, the people start to just drift off. And like I said, that's something I'm going through right now. Like there are some people who are unable to see 
the difference God is doing in my life. And because of that, we aren't as close as we used to be. And that's just, it is what it is. But I want you to be encouraged when you see that thing, when you see the pruning beginning, okay? Because let me let me tell you something. God is not going to take something away or let something leave or fall off or whatever without replacing it with better, okay? And I know we talk about that with relationships as it pertains to like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, but that's also true in your relationships with your friendships, okay? So ask God this, give me godly relationships. Give me people who are going after your heart. Give me people who have a um, a heart's posture for you. Give me people that hear from you. Give me people that love you, that are in relationship with you, okay? We're talking divine connections all 2021, all right? I speak right now in the name of Jesus that God is going to begin to bring people in your life, okay? And you're going to know that it's God, okay? There's going to be no doubt in your mind. And I also pray that you will be open, that your heart will be softened, right, to the removal of things that no longer serve you, all right? I was listening to a video, and I think I (laughs) might have mentioned this before, but it really did sit with me. It said that Christians have to learn how to travel light. We got to travel light, y'all. Bag lady, you gonna hurt yourself, but for real, like, drop the bags, okay? drop the people, drop the friends. And I'm not saying just be like, oh, you know what? (laughs) New me, no new friends. Eh, eh, eh." No, I'm just saying that we have to learn that not everybody can go into every season with us. And we have to be able to be open and willing to let God do what he does. And if we are confused, if we are like, God, I don't know what's going on. You know, I've been friends with them for 14 years. Go to God about that. Because guess what? You in a relationship with him, so he want to hear about it. (laughs) All right, y'all. So I want to leave you with 10 reasons why a relationship with God is the ultimate relationship goal. This is relationship goals, okay? Not, okay, not social media because we don't even be knowing what be going on outside of social media. We don't know what's going on outside of the Instagram account. But we do know what's going on with Jesus, with God, because God is faithful all right his word tells us who he is we don't got to be surprised by god we don't got to be surprised by who he is he's not gonna change he's been the same today yesterday and forevermore like let me tell y'all god got the best track record all right (laughs) but 10 reasons why a relationship with god is the ultimate relationship goal number one you are never alone Deuteronomy 31 and 8 says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Number two, unconditional love. We all want that unconditional love, right? Well, let me, let me, I'm speeding up. Let me go back. You're never alone. So I do want to just make sure that I, I throw that out there because especially with uh, the world we live in and how many people, um, you know, take their lives because they feel that they're alone. I just want to speak to that today. First of all, I want to bind up the spirit of suicide in the mighty name of Jesus. And I am loosing the spirit of peace, the spirit of God's power, the spirit of God's love. May it surround you, okay? And that you know that you are not alone. The Lord goes before you. He is with you. He will not leave you. Do not fear. So number two is unconditional love. And we want that so bad. We want unconditional love from our partners, from our parents, from our friends, right? But there is only one person, one person that can give us unconditional love, and that is God, our Father. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I just want to just make that clear to y'all, right? God showed us love and sent his son, his only begotten son, to die for our sins, right, while we were still sinners. So it wasn't after we became polished, right, and then God was like, all right, you know, I love y'all now, so let me. No, while we were still sinners, while we were still out here doing the absolute most, God was like, you know what, 
I still love them, and I'm going to send my son to die for them so that they may be saved, so that they may experience eternal life, so that they may have a relationship with me, All right? That is unconditional love right there. That is unconditional love. Nobody, no matter what you did, seriously, no matter what you did, you cannot not be loved by God. So double negative, you can be loved by God. <laughs> All right, uh, number three, sense of purpose. You want to be in a relationship with the person that knows your purpose. You know, a lot of times the reason why we're walking around here looking, you know, looking around aimlessly, you know, the reason why we're experiencing anxiety, the reason why we may have experienced depression, not coming um, for anybody that has mental health issues. Uh, but sometimes those mental health issues are birthed out of us not having that relationship with God. And, you know, I want to be in a relationship with the person who knows my destiny. Let me be real close to him <laughs> so I can know where I'm going. Psalms 57 and 2 says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. So God wants to fulfill his purpose for you. He wants to fulfill it. Don't be over here settling for any old life. You need to have the abundant life. Number four, you won't lack. Um, so <laughs> this is really good. This is a great reminder for me with the season that I'm going in and just knowing that God got me, okay? And because I'm in a relationship with him, I will not lack, okay? Psalms 34 and 10 says, the young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So let us continue to seek the Lord. This also brings to my memory the scripture that states that, you know, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all the things will be added onto you. That's the Shana version. So like, again, if we seek God, if we seek God daily in our relationship, we won't lack any good thing. Number five, man of his word keeps his promises. If you follow me on Instagram, underscore, underscore, beautiful peace. Literally, Man of His Word by Maverick City Music is my song. I probably have done multiple stories of me singing along. I did a whole reel of me singing along too. But I love that song because it's such a upbeat reminder that God is a man of his word. He keeps his promises. If you said it, we believe it. Hey, hey. Um, so Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not man that he should lie. Or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Mm, thank God for that, right? Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? So this is when we need to remind ourselves. Go back into your word. Like I said, you're getting to know who God is when you're spending that quality time with him. And you will find out that God, God has been the same today yesterday and he will be the same forever he is the same forevermore um so there is not not a one promise that he made that he did not fulfill we have to rest in that rest in god's promises number six no disappointment he can't fail you see a lot of times um we believe we are, or we become disappointed by God, right? We experience this disappointment and we associate it with God. And I've actually been learning this in a deliverance and inner healing class. But, you know, a lot of times the reason why we have these ill feelings toward God, shout out to Jocelyn Deloach, shout out to her, is because, and that's my instructor for those who don't know, <laughs> um, shout out to her. But we experience this disappointment because, we believed a lie about who God is, all right? There's something about the situation that's getting distorted, you know, to where we're like, oh, I'm disappointed in God, when no, 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 God can't fail you. So 1 Kings 8 and 56 says, praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. So that was true in 1 Kings 8.56, <laughs> the time period they were speaking to. But all the promises that he spoke through Moses, um, he did not fail, right? And so that same thing is true for us today in 2020, going into 2021. Psalms 33 and 4 says, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Big emphasis on all, not some of the things, right? Not a percentage of the things, but all that he does. 
Number seven, forgiveness. Mm. How great is it to be in a relationship with a God our Father who forgives us? First John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do not be afraid to confess your sins to God. He already sees it. He already saw you do it, okay? And he forgives you, but you need to confess and repent. And repent also means to change to change it's an action it's not just a it's not a feeling actually it's a change so let's remember that if i'm in a relationship with god he also is willing to forgive me now this does not mean that just be like oh i'm about to go and uh i don't know this is this is just the this is what just popped in my head but I'm about to go have sex with old dude, you know, but God gonna forgive me. That is not the attitude that you have, first of all. And like I said, repentance is a change, right? In an action, in a, in a literal, um, I'm not gonna do that again um, kind of thing. And uh, yes, we fall short, right? Okay, it says it all have sin and come short of the glory of God. Um, but, 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 but it's all about your heart's posture. It's all about the sincerity and your repentance. Okay. God forgives. Yes. Um, but don't be out here trying to play God. Okay. Number eight, best gift giver. Yes. So God gives gifts. We talked about that in the beginning, you know, how that's a love language and he gives gifts to us. Y'all, did you know that? <laughs> Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I mean, I like free stuff. <laughs> and the fact that the free gift of God is eternal life. What a beautiful, wonderful, amazing gift that God has given us through Jesus. Um, Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 22 through 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. So God has given us his spirit, right? Shout out to that. Okay. And with the fruit of the spirit come these things. Those are gifts, y'all. Those are gifts. It is a gift to have peace. True. It's a gift to have joy when you looking around ain't nothing right. It's a gift to be patient. Have you ever just met somebody that's just so patient? You like you got a gift. Okay. But I will tell you that that gift is available for everyone. All those gifts are available to everyone. Um, John 14 and 27 says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And my pastor, Pastor Sharice of Detroit Worship Center, let me tell y'all, okay, she, she did a whole, I want to say three-part series on peace. And it really stuck with me because it just shows that God gave us the gift of peace, okay? It's, it's for us to have. So a lot of times when we let those fears and troubles and, and things of that nature creep into our heart and into our mind, we have to remind ourselves like, wait a minute, let me go grab that peace that God gave me, <laughs> okay? Um, and what's so beautiful is about this is he said, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. The world cannot give you the peace that God gives, okay? It's a peace that surpasses all understanding, all right? So anybody that's out here trying to sell to you peace in a bottle, don't take that. Uh, number nine, he can't lose. Oh my gosh, I am so happy that God is a God that cannot lose. Do you know that you have the best person that you could on your side? Deuteronomy 20 and 4 says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Okay, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Okay, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Okay. He gives you the victory. Okay. I'm having too much fun today. All right. And number 10, faithful, faithful, faithful. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> faithful is our God. Okay. But for real, y'all, God is faithful. 
it just ties into all the other parts because, you know, he keeps his promises faithful. He can't fail faithful. Like, God got your back, yo. Second Timothy 2 and 13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. God is not a man that he should lie, y'all. Okay, so even when we are faithless, he is still faithful. You ever hear, uh, you know, people's testimony when they're like, yeah, I lost all faith and I this and I was down and out and I was this and I was that and the third and God still showed up and he still did this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. I mean, shoot, look, okay, that those 10 are enough. Those are enough for me to be like, yo, okay. I need that relationship with God. <laughs> I need that relationship. I want access to all of these things. I want to get to know God because based off this, he's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, I just want to like bring forth this last scripture here um, because I believe the Holy Spirit specifically put this here at the end um, because we struggle with this as, I want to even say as believers, um, James 4 and 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So I don't say this in condemnation or anything of that nature, but I do just want to bring forth the fact that you don't have to be double-minded. I lived that life for long enough <laughs> with one foot in the door and one foot out, okay? It's like I was drawing near to God, kind of, and he pursued after me. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, and I had to make that decision, right? But it, you don't have to be double-minded. It is okay to leave this world behind, let me tell you, all right? Because it's going to be the best decision you ever made the best decision you ever made and so if you're listening y'all and you're like you know what Shana I really lack that relationship with God or you know I am a believer but I don't know God on this intimate level like some of this stuff I didn't even know God did you know and I need to get to know him I need to be back in my word I need to do this or maybe this is the first time you've ever heard about God you know or the first time that you've ever really got to end up conversation, a real conversation about what a relationship with God looks like and what it's not, you know, and I just want to urge you to take that, take this feeling, take whatever it is that uh, came up for you. I don't want you to lose this moment. I want you to take this time to be like, yo, you know what, God, I believe you're who you said you are. Because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and if you believe within your heart that Jesus is Lord, right, that he died for your, your sins and he was raised from the dead, then you will be saved. All right. And that's the first step. That is the first step is confessing that. So if you confess that on today, then I really want to welcome you to the best side, the best side. Um, Y'all ever watched... Um, What's that movie? Uh, not The Temptations. What do I want to say? The Temptations. It's the movie with um, what's that man name? <laughs> Obviously, I can't remember. Remember the Titans. There we go with uh, good old Denzel, and they were like uh, left side, strong side, left side, strong side. <laughs> well, welcome to the strong side. Okay, you are more than a conqueror. <laughs> You are more than a conqueror, all right? And you are a you are a child of God. All right. And so I want you to check out the show notes links or if you are watching directly from our website, go ahead and go to the call of action because we want to connect with you. This walk was not meant to be walked alone. So go ahead and click the link you know, give us your info. We're going to add you to our private Facebook group called Joy. Um, and it is really a space for millennial women to gather and, and seriously give God our yes and continue to be in that heart's posture to give him um, our yes and amen. So if you are listening to that and today you say yes and amen to God and his way, um, then click that link. 
All right. And while you're there, also follow us on Facebook. Um, look up Beauty for Ashes podcast and we'll pop right up for you on Instagram. We're Beauty for Ashes podcast as well. You know, y'all, like I said in the beginning, it's such a weight on relationships in this world. And we neglect the most important relationship of all with God. Um, and so I want to see you be in victory in your relationships with God and in your relationships with man. Um, and by man, I mean, you know, men and women, like your friends, you know, all that. But <laughs> um, I really hope that this blessed y'all as much as it blessed me, okay? I mean, we made it. <laughs> we made it here. I know I would, you probably like, Shayna, what you mean? But this was a struggle to get this out, but now I know why. It's like I always wanted, the ones that I struggle the most with, the episodes, I'd be like, okay. And it's because of what God has to be saying. I know the enemy mad, all right? Shoot, but don't nobody care about him. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait to talk to y'all next week on Wednesday. It's going to be a wonderful time again. So uh, that's all I got. That is all I got. <laughs> Peace, y'all.